Well, hello, this is Kimberly Brock, and for over 20 years, I've been running my own businesses that have not only been profitable, but personally fulfilling to me. So now I'm on a mission to help other new business owners, just like you, make money doing what you love too. Now we're going to have some fun, so let's get started. Well, hello, I'm so excited you're listening today because if you sell a product, then you need to listen because I have Jen Bolts on the show and she has built her Etsy store this year. In fact, she just quit her full-time job in July. She only started this business like very, very end of March. And y'all, she's already hit 135 sales and that was at the time of recording this. So she probably has more than that. She is doing this and she is proof that if you are starting a product business, that you can make the choice to start on Etsy or start with your own website. And I thought today would be fun because you get to hear a perspective on why Etsy works for people and how it can work. And you can hear her approach on how she did things. As a quick summary, I want to share with you, this is what she did. She started out scared, like most of you. (laughs) She started out small, like most of you. And she sought out help immediately. That is what I believe she did right, because that is what has fast-tracked her growth and her success so far. Now, yes, she signed up with me and was in the Just Start Small group and is now a part of Grow Getters. But my point to you is get help from someone that you trust and that you want to follow, whoever that is. Now, I would love it to be me, of course, and I would love to help you in Grow Getters. But I just want to say, as a general rule, get help because she is an example of why this has worked so quickly for her because she had the support. She was getting the training. She had community support. She had coaching. She's had help whenever she's needed it. Okay. So I'm so excited for you to hear Jen today. Her store is called Old New Next. She sells vintage home goods. Okay. And she upcycles some of them, which is really cool. You'll have to follow her on Instagram too. So the links are all below. And she constantly posting new products and really cool finds that she locates and resells on her Etsy shop. So without further ado, I'm announcing Jen Bolts and so excited that she's here because I'm just so proud of her and all of her progress. I'm so excited. Okay, on to the episode. Hi, Jen. I'm so excited that you're here today. You don't know how happy I am to share you with the world because you, your business needs to be known. I'm so excited you're here. Oh, I'm so excited too. Thank you. <laughs> this is just a, a, such a fun time for me to get to, you know, introduce my clients to other people who just find this podcast or who are just starting their business and don't know what the heck they're doing. You are going to be a great inspiration for them. And I'm just so in awe of all of your success. So just to tell everyone, in case you didn't hear it in the intro, Jen is doing very well on Etsy. She has vintage home goods that she has on her Etsy shop. And she's got a cute Instagram page that you'll have to see. And I have the links all below. She has really done well over the last months. And I think this is going to be a testament to all of you who are just starting. You need to hear her story because she just kicked this off in March. It's now December. Hasn't been that many months and she's doing so well. So Jen, I can't wait for you to share your story. We would love to hear a little background about what got you into this business of vintage home goods. I grew up like in a DIY family. So my dad is super handy. My mom is always like decorating. I remember watching this old house when I was little and didn't have a choice of what I wanted to watch. We used to have to watch what our parents watched. I remember watching this old house. And then um, obviously when things uh, grew, like the whole decorating craze grew with uh, trading spaces and HGTV and all of that. So we, we did that as a family. And then we also went to like flea markets or thrift stores just randomly, you know, and I remember finding like antiques with my parents and I grew up with all of that. And then it made me kind of appreciate like, oh, you can find things at a good deal that are unique. And then um, I think it really hit me when I was in college and um, I got this apartment and it was a part of a big, old, huge house. And so um, I had a roommate and we obviously didn't have a ton of money. So we would go to the thrift store to find decorations for the house and different things. And my friends were always amazed at what I could do with the things that I find to make them, you know, like either repainting them or fixing them up. 
it definitely blossomed in college because I, you know, obviously lived on my own and got to do what I wanted to do. And then after college, I bought my first house and that continued and I got to decorate that house and do everything. And like I said, my friends were just always so amazed at what I could find. Um, and then the, of course, you'd always brag of like, I got that for a dollar or and yeah. they would just be like, what are you talking about? How did you find that? So it made me realize like, oh, I don't think this is a big deal, but other people who don't ever even think about going to thrift stores or think about like looking at an item thinking, well, that could be something totally different. Like you could turn that vase into a lamp or so I realized like not everybody has that eye and, and wants to fix things up. So with my first house, I continued that. I got to keep decorating. So while I had that house, I met a, a guy and a little bit later we got married and quickly had kids. <laughs> so that all kind of just took off. And I realized I kind of put myself and all of my goals and interests, they ended up getting pushed back. And unfortunately, you hear that a lot. I just think that happens a lot with moms Mm -hmm. because we put everybody first, you know, before ourselves. And um, as the years went on, I just, I didn't think I had the time to do it or I just wasn't in the mood to continue like being crafty or working on things. I mean, I still decorated my house and um, had fun with like kids crafts and things, but I definitely wasn't thinking beyond that because I just didn't have the time or the energy. (laughs) So in my mind, I always had different little spurts of ideas. And I would think, well, it's going to be my time later when the kids get a little older, when, when this happens, it'll be my time. But unfortunately I had a huge roadblock when I got divorced. It threw me for a loop because I think I wasn't surprised that it, that that was the result, but Mm -hmm. I was very surprised at myself at how much I didn't, like I was almost in denial because I didn't want to think ahead. I was so scared of who would want to hire me or what was I going to do? Because I had put myself last for so long and not thought about my interests and what I was good at beyond being a mom and, uh, you know, taking care of the house and all of that stuff. So I was really scared, but the divorce kind of forced me and I'm like, okay, I have to go get a job. But unfortunately I was more focused on money. Like I needed a paycheck and I needed benefits. And that was all I was thinking. And I was worried because I really had been out of the paid workforce for almost 10 years. And like I had done, you know, run committees in the PTA and I had run my mops group. My their mother's a preschooler. Mm -hmm. So I was like Mm -hmm. the leader of that group. And I did other things but nothing was really like an actual paid job. So I was really worried that nobody would want to hire me. So when I got this job that offered the paycheck and the benefits, I took it. And, you know, a lot of times we can just make things work and, you know, we can deal with it. And I did, but about two years in, I realized this is not what I I was doing, healthcare recruiting. And I just realized it just, it wasn't, just wasn't sparking the passion (laughs) that I realized, okay, you know, this is what I was really needing. So I started kind of thinking of some stuff and I started just brainstorming some ideas, but it really hit right before the pandemic. And I was thinking, I wanted to try to make a move and then the pandemic happened. Uh, So I got to work from home, which was helpful. That was a big change because I was in an office. It kind of helped quiet, the craziness that was going through my head of like not being happy. It was like, okay, well now you get to have this flexibility, get to work from home. Right. And so that helped. And I was able to, you know, keep it going a little bit longer, but in the beginning of this year, it really hit me that there is, it's just not worth being so miserable at your job because it creeps into the rest of your life. And I just realized my unhappiness at work was really affecting my mood outside of work. And that wasn't fair to myself. It wasn't fair to my family. And it really made me finally start thinking, I need to, I need to make a plan. I need to, then like, nobody's coming to save me. Nobody's not winning the lottery. Right. Um, Right. I have to take charge of this. That's where your podcast comes in. So it was so helpful just hearing all your, um, just bits of advice. And it was just always encouraging. And slowly all of the fear started to quiet, you know, like all the doubt that 
the doubtful thoughts that would go through my head or the fear, just, just hearing all of the things that you were saying were make it was making me realize, Oh, well, okay. I, well, I can do that. And even if it was just one step. Right. Um, and so gradually I kept building on that and then I was in the just start course. So that helped me realize just some little things like, right. Even just something as simple as like opening up a separate checking account. Right. Right. It's all of those things that are so simple, but when you are thinking up your idea or you're so fearful of how to take those steps, just hearing right. all of those little tips was enormous. I have to say, just to interject really quick, that your story is so relatable and so many people have gone through what you've gone through, sadly, with the divorce. I know that's not what you intended, but that's it is what it is. And you had to make right. that decision. And I know there's so many women and others out there listening right now that have had to go through that too, and then find themselves just like you were sitting there going, what am I doing? How do I get back in the workforce? I mean, Mm -hmm. I can even relate to that. I didn't go through a divorce, but I was at a time in my life before I started this business, same exact thing. Like, what am I doing? Go back to corporate world. I don't really want to. And, you know, because, but I'd started a business before. So I kind of had that on the back burner. I could do that again. So I get your feeling. I know you're so relatable Mm -hmm. right now to many people. And I just hope everyone listening realizes to hold your head up. And keep thinking, mm-hmm. even if you have another job that's not your favorite job, you can still be thinking about this business. Because if you heard Jen say it was right before the pandemic when she started thinking about it. So that's end of 2019. Then fast forward 2020, she's still having her job. And then finally, beginning of this year, she's like, I can't. So did you quit your job in 2021? Was it the beginning yes. of this year? See, so people, anyone listening, she had this going in the background in her mind and then started doing research. And then she quit her job and start searching for ways to get help. And that's how she found this podcast and got involved in my Just Start small group program, which she's been an integral part of all of my groups and still is. So this is super interesting for people I know. And I think here comes the real juicy part is what you did. So you, you found the podcast and you start kind of taking steps. And what were your next steps? So I think I kept like hesitating, hesitating. And then for some reason, I can't even remember what was the final like little push, but I just decided I'm going to, I'm going to get on Etsy. I'm just going to open up a shop and I'm going to figure out what, what to do. Cause I think I had probably listened to, you know, a podcast explain it or gone on, you know, something and like looked it up, but I am definitely more of a, I need to do it to really know what I'm doing kind of person. I'm definitely more hands-on. So I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to get on and just open up my shop. Well, so I right. did all of that, which is super easy. But then okay. I realized I actually had to list an item. I was like, oh my gosh, well, what am I going to list? So I found something right. that I had bought and it was this blue pitcher. I think it was called Wellfleet. And it was just like a pot and looked like a handmade pottery pitcher. Okay. And so I just was like, I'm going to, I'm going to post that. I'm going to list so it. your first item. Like, yes. You got <laughs> so it at a thrift shop. Yes. I got it for just like $3 and I looked it up and I was, you know, seeing some of the pieces were going for, you know, pretty decent price, but I was like, I'll just put it on. So I did it. And then things kind of got a little busy with life and work and I kind of forgot about it. Well, then all of a sudden I got this notification that my item, my one item that I had listed in that Etsy shop sold. Oh my gosh. And I was just, I mean, I remember like looking at my phone going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? I sold an item. Like I just, but how long did it take before it sold? I think it was like two weeks. It was like a long enough. It was a short period of time, but yes, long enough that long I kind of forgot yes, about it. Yes. yes. And you're like, holy cow. I just sold an item. My business is actually open, even though I didn't really realize it. So what happened? Exactly. To figure out how to ship it? Yes. And that was funny because of course it's pottery. So it's kind of heavy, but it's, you know, you don't want it to break. And I had also set it up as um, free shipping and I wasn't really thinking, you know, like I don't, honestly, I just didn't have any huge concept of how much stuff costs to ship, you know, cause yeah. like we always talk Gosh. about, we're in this Amazon world. So we don't mm-hmm. think of shipping at all. So that was a good test because, um, I think I listed it for like $25, so, but then like she was in the East coast. And so by the time I ended up packing this thing, shipping it, I think I made like eight bucks. <laughs> But, but it was, it was a good learning lesson. It was a good experience. And, um, but it was just like, oh, okay, well, great. I just sold my one item that I had in there. 
Um, so it was encouraging. I just remember going, okay, this is a sign. This is a sign. You can do this, right. you know? Right. So that was probably like the end of March when okay. I did that. Okay. So then I slowly started thinking like, okay, what more, what other items right. can I post? Yep. So I got into it a little bit more, put some more items on there. And I think like at the beginning of May, I sold something else. So it, cause I needed that time okay. to start yes, to regroup and go, how do I do this? Yes. <laughs> and I think that's more when I started to get into the, the just start program. So it was just explaining a little bit more of right. other steps that I needed to take. Right. Um, so that was just encouraging. And then, um, and then I had, I started talking about it more to my friends, which I think yes. helps because that's good. I just wasn't, I, well, first of all, I'm just not good about bragging about myself or talking myself up. Right. You know, like even to my closest friends, like we're just, I don't know, we just talk normal, but I just get so nervous because I get, mm -hmm. I don't want to have to talk about my disappointments. And, you know, so I'm like, if I don't build up this thing that I'm doing, then I don't have to tell them later that it didn't work. And that's right. definitely not the way to think about it. But in my head, because I was making such a, I felt like I was making such a leap that I just didn't want, if I failed, I didn't want to have to tell anybody. But of course, anybody that I said anything to was so excited for me, so encouraging. And then I had friends that were buying some of the things. They would see something and they're like, oh my gosh, I love that thing. Can I, can I buy that from you? And so it kind of just snowballed and it kind of helped build my confidence a little bit. So things were selling. I was getting good feedback from people that I, that I knew. And then I started learning more of like, okay, what it takes to start a business. And I was learning more from you. And I was picking up on, okay, well, you need to do these things for your Etsy listings to show up on Etsy. And just, there were, I was getting excited about learning all of this stuff that it was making me mo realize more and more how unhappy I was at this other job. Because mm -hmm. I almost mm -hmm. would get frustrated when I would have to do something for my job that was taking away mm -hmm. from me learning about all this stuff with this mm -hmm. new job. Yes. So I kind of just came to the realization that I was in a spot in my life financially where I could take a break and take this as a learning leap. Mm -hmm. So I was, mm -hmm. so I, I decided, that. okay, love that. I give myself a certain amount of time. I said six months, which I think it might end up being a little longer because I'm getting close yeah. to the six month period. Yeah. But I just decided at the beginning of July that that was going to be it. So I put my notice in. I left that job. Okay. So then yeah. July, you quit your job and then let's see, you're still posting stuff now. And I've seen mm -hmm. you on the videos, like in grow getters, Jenna's in grow getters. And I've seen you when we're on the videos, like it's so cute. You have your stuff in the background. You're like, I just found these or I'm going shopping. <laughs> right. So where do you go to find these vintage goods? Where do you go? So I go to a lot of thrift stores. Um, okay. I have three that are close by my house, but oh, you know, like good. the Goodwill, St. Right. Vincent de Paul. Then there's always like these little local. I have one that's by me that's called the Peppermint Pig, and all of their proceeds go to help um, rescue animals from kill shelters or things like that. So there's like, so even though I'm buying stuff, it's like I always feel good about it because yes. it's, you know yes. going to a good cause. So I there's a lot that. of things like that. Or um, now that the like even before the pandemic, like our church would have a rummage sale. And it was actually one of the things that I helped out with when I was the leader of mops, mm. all of our ladies would help out with the kids section of the rummage sale. And then the older ladies, they would do all the rest of the, the rummage sale. I mean, we made like $15,000 or more at these rummage sales because it was enormous, but I, we always loved it because it was just the thrill of the, the hunt of <laughs> finding these items. And, yes. um, so yeah, so church rummage sales are great, you know, especially if somebody's cleaning out, you know, their grandma's apartment or things I, like that, because I know how overwhelming that was. And just when we cleaned out my grandma's and you just, you have your certain things that are sentimental and you keep them and then the rest of the stuff you just give away, but all of those treasures can be somebody else's treasure to them, you know? Right. right. So, so yeah, so thrift stores, rummage sales those are always good places to find stuff because the other thing is you don't realize how other people in other States don't have access to good thrift stores or they don't have, um, or things are just way more expensive. Um, mm, cause like even that's in, a good point. You know, in New York or California, right. you know, like there's certain items that might be really trendy, um, in those States, but 
they're super overpriced because they are trendy there, but I could find them here in Ohio and people, you know, people around here don't think anything of them, but it, to other people, they're right. like huge finds. So, right. so that's always helpful. Like I think certain things don't get picked over as much in certain areas. I did go to this random out there, um, little thrift store. <laughs> My friend and I did over our Thanksgiving break. We had a little girl's trip and it was the, <laughs> the smallest little thrift store, but we had the best time because just talking to the random people that were yes. in there. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, you could tell that somebody had cleaned out like whatever their base yes. or something. Cause there were all yes. these just gorgeous vintage Christmas ornaments and Christmas oh decorations. Gosh. And they just brought them all in these big, huge boxes. So we were going through them. Um, so yes, we love that. Like I love that. And I have another friend, she's, she, you know, it's the same as me and we love just rooting through things and yes. just the thrill of thrill of finding fun items. Um, so yeah, so I love to find, I think sometimes it's just kind of like, an, I have an eye for it. There's certain items, yeah. but that, um, I wouldn't necessarily put in my house or wouldn't fit in my style, but I know somebody would love yes. it. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's just try to get get it to that right person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You gotta, you, someone's got to find you, you know, you yeah. know, and they've got to find it. They've got to be looking for it. But yeah, with vintage finds, I think it's so unique because people are looking for decor. So you said in July, you quit your job. And in the mm-hmm. meantime, you're still shopping and doing all this stuff and you're building up your store. And then now you're full on. So did you, how did you mm-hmm. feel in July when you quit your job? And then you're like, holy cow, like I'm doing this. Tell me about that feeling that you had and what was kind of your mindset at that time? Well, I will say it was, I was so scared. I, you know, just not having that chunk of income coming in was, was so, it it was definitely overwhelming. Yes. But I will say, I mean, just putting my computer in this box to, so that I could put it in my car to take it back to my office was such a great feeling. And oh, it felt I like, that. I mean, you, you always say, hear that term, you know, like a load off my shoulder mm-hmm. and it felt like it was mm-hmm. 500 pound weight mm-hmm. was lifted. Mm-hmm. It really did feel like that. Just knowing that I did not have to wake up that next morning right. and sit back at that desk and follow the <laughs> craziness that was going on in my job. I didn't have to do any of that. Mm. And I will say it didn't take too long because then in, in August, beginning of August, we had a family vacation planned, but it was the best vacation because I mm. got to truly relax. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just like the, I will say the flexibility in owning your own business, being an entrepreneur is wonderful because I do, right. I'm not always like this great, happy morning person. I can get up and I can do the things I need to do, but I do find there's plenty of times where I'm more productive in the evening and this allows it. Um, but the flexibility was huge. Just knowing that I'm in control that Mm -hmm. I get to, you know, make the rules, you know, I'm the one who's doing all of this and and not having to, cause you know, there was some stuff that was happening in my job where, you know, the new person in charge was changing a lot of things and I didn't necessarily agree with them, but that's, that's not my job. Like I am right. was there to do that stuff. And so I don't have, I didn't have any of that. Like, mm. um, so it was just a huge relief. It was relief. so, I didn't have yep. the stress. Um, yep. and, and and I, and it was like little things would happen where all of a sudden I just felt like my creativity was flowing because I didn't have that stress weighing me down and I was able to be free and not having to be stuck to a certain schedule with work or right. Meeting certain deadlines. And I gradually just was able to like breathe deeper (laughs) and go, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You, this is your time to figure it out. figure out what steps you need to take. And I didn't have the pressure of trying to fit it in with my full-time job and my kids and all of that stuff. Right. Yes. And I, and I had to get over that hump of it. It's not too late. It's not too late. Mm -mm, And, and then once I realized how easy certain things were that I thought were going to be so hard, just like getting on Etsy, I kept thinking that was going to be so hard or shipping. Like, 
packaging things. I kept thinking, oh, that's going to be just so hard. How do you find the boxes or how do you do this? Mm-hmm. And then once I did it, I realized, oh, well, yeah, I had to try a couple of times or I had to try right. you know, different strategies, right. but I realized it wasn't that bad No, and it wasn't yeah. that hard. And I think I just let the fear of starting something new prevent me from actually doing mm. it. Mm. But once I did it, I realized this is the only way I'm going to learn is to actually do yes. it. So July, yeah. you quit your job. And then August, I think is when I launched Row Getters and you ended up in there too, as well. We kind of transitioned mm-hmm. into that group. And then it's been kind of gangbusters for you ever since. I feel like you're like this ball rolling downhill and just getting a snowball thicker and thicker. Right. Yes. That part helped because then I, I think it was the encouragement that I needed. Like, okay, people like your stuff or you, right. you know, like, yeah, I am picking out good stuff. Yes. Um, yes. Because people want to buy, <laughs> you know, like yes. all of that has helped me encouraging. And then along with then grow gutters has helped me go, okay, well, and these are the next steps that I need to start yes. working on. Yeah. So that's been helpful to be in the thick of it. I'm doing it. I'm learning as I'm going, but then I'm also having the encouragement and the planning from you and the group to go, okay, well, this is what you need to start looking yes. towards. Yes. And I, I think that's yeah, hard. Yeah. When you're starting a business, like you're concentrating on your little like circle of things you need to do in your product, but sometimes you don't realize like, the strategies that you need to put in place to ensure that this is actually successful. And speaking of that, I would love to know, and I'm sure people are curious too, how do you think you, your store has been so findable on Etsy? Because now you're already up to 135 sales, which by the time this airs, it'll be more than that. And you've done a lot of sales in the last month. And I'm just curious what you, what tricks, what have you done? Do you think that is major products findable on Etsy? Well, um, obviously I don't know anything for sure, but I'm right. thinking that it's some of it has to do with the photography. I try to just okay. be very clear with what I'm taking a picture of okay. and I try to take multiple pictures. Okay. Um, so being very concise with that, or sometimes yes. like putting the tape measure out so somebody yes. can tell what it is. And then another picture might be actually staging the product so that yes. they can see where, how it can be used. So I think some of it's photography. I try to be just quick, but descriptive in my product description. Okay. Um, so making sure I include the measurements. I don't go into a ton of detail. Like some people will, you know, list a ton of information about it or like how it can be used. Because if you're just right. talking about vintage items, a lot of times people are probably already searching for that item or something right. similar anyway. So they right. don't need to know a whole backstory about it. So I try to keep everything just you know, smaller descriptions and bullet points or, you know, things like that. Um, Also in my description, I, so after I say that about the product, I will put the link to my shop because a lot of times when people are finding items on Etsy, they're not finding your shop, they're finding your item. So they, cause, cause um, a lot of my items will show up on Pinterest. Some of them I put on Pinterest or they're just showing up in your Google search. So they're just mm-hmm. finding your, your one item. So I will put a description saying like, check out more of my vintage home um, goods at my Etsy shop. And then I mm. link the Etsy shop. And you can do that also with, um, if in your Etsy shop, I have like categories. So say yes. one category is baskets. Mm-hmm. Well, if I list an item that's a basket, then I can say, check out more baskets in my Etsy shop, you know, and link that actual, just that subgroup of things. Another thing on Etsy is, being a star seller. I don't know when they started doing this. Um, but basically if you get, I think it's 96% or greater in three of these categories. So I think it's responsiveness. So if you're responding to your customers within a 24 hour period on time delivery or on time shipping, um, I can't remember what the, the third one is maybe reviews. I there's three of them. So if you get your high percentage in that, then you become a star seller. And then I think Etsy promotes you more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so having good customer service, being attentive, all of those things work to your advantage because then Etsy recognizes you, you get a little star <laughs> on yeah. your top of your shop and it says, so it just kind of lets customers know like this person is doing all the things that they should be doing yeah, as a seller good. on Etsy. Yeah. So I think that helps you helps Etsy want to promote you because they know, Hey, this person is a legit good, you know, seller. 
they can be counted right. on to get their product out there. And why did yeah. you decide to sell on Etsy instead of like building your own website out of the gate? I think this is good for product sellers out there. If you make it yourself or you resell something or enhance it like Jen does, like what, what was your thought process on why you decided to choose Etsy over just starting your own online store? Um, so with Etsy, it's either things that you make or um, vintage items. So they kind of oh, have that, okay. those two okay. categories. It has to be that. Okay. Yeah. And when I was, when I've searched for items, like, so say I find an item, be, you know, beforehand, if I found an item, I might look it up to see what it is or what it's worth. And I just realized more of the items that I was finding or the things that I liked were more, more towards geared towards Etsy's audience. Okay. And a lot of the items I sell like can still be found on eBay. And I think some people might even like cross post, you know, at times. Um, but I, and I actually did try eBay. Like I listed just two items that, um, that weren't vintage and I found eBay just harder to navigate. Mm-hmm. And, and like I had been using Etsy for a few months before that. So I don't know whether it was just, I was used to Etsy's. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I pretty much list all my items from my phone. It's very user-friendly. I felt like eBay, there was just too many more categories that mm-hmm. you had to enter in. And maybe it's because they sell everything right, on eBay. Right. Whereas Etsy, you're more limited as to your category. Right. So I think Etsy just seemed like it was more of the audience that I was going for as far as people looking for unique things, the more probably even maybe more small business supporting, you know, whereas eBay, right. You, you can find everything on there. So yes. I think Etsy just has a good aesthetic, you know, as far yes. as the overall feel to, to Etsy mm-hmm. kind of helps that. What other advantages do you think are of selling your products or handmade goods on Etsy versus getting your own website? Well, I will say um, Etsy is taking care of all of my marketing you know, like okay. right now I am not doing any offsite marketing on my own. You know, like I have my Instagram page, but I don't do Instagram ads or anything like that. So right now, as of, you know, just the six months that I've really been focusing on this, I have not paid any money at all. So right. obviously you pay Etsy your certain percentage right. on each item. So you pay 20 cents to list it. So that's it. So that's a good way to think of it is even if I don't sell anything, you pay 20 cents just to post it. And it's on there for three months for that 20 cents. So if you don't want to renew it, you're only out 20 cents. Okay. So that's a good way to think of it is like, I'm not investing a ton of money, but Etsy it's on Etsy. You get there, you know, like they get all the things that they offer people coming to the site automatically. You get that. And so just them promoting it is also huge because I have not had to I mean, I'll, I'll post things to my Pinterest board that I've started for, for my old new next business. And then those can't show up um, when people are searching on Pinterest. Um, But yeah, Etsy takes care of all of that advertising. You don't have to worry about the payments. Everything is processed through Etsy. So if somebody's payment doesn't go through, you're not responsible for any of that. If you need to refund someone. So like I had something that broke in the mail And I just click a button and I say how much I want to refund that person and it's done. So all of that stuff is all taken care of through Etsy. Whereas I think setting up your own site, you would have to build all of that in there and take care of all of that on your own. And I just, it's, it's a huge peace of mind just to know when I'm still learning on how to start up this business, that Etsy is taking care of everything else that I don't have to think about it. Right. That you don't have to do that. Well, you know, if you start your own website, it's hard. You either got to spend a whole bunch of time setting up the products and setting up your website and the whole look and the cost. And if you want to get your professional logo and blah, 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 and all the payments and all that, I agree. It's a big hassle. So I always say to people that are starting businesses like yours or products, like consider if it works for your type of product to start on Etsy first, get a feel for how to run a business, work through all your kinks, learn how to ship, learn how to deal with the issues, the broken stuff, learn how to post and get right. pictures and product descriptions and just leave all this uh, hassle for later if you want to because but I know plenty of people that have successful businesses on Etsy. And then another feature that's great um is if you want to sell offsite. So I did my first little boutique um sale. So it was an in-person sale at a church 
And there oh, were several awesome. vendors there, like Color awesome. Street and Pampered Chef and yes. Mary Kay. And then people, there's a tie, person who tie dyes and yes. makes um, whatever, religious prints yes. and like different things. So I set up, so that was a good test of how do I do this? But one of the right. things that Etsy also offers is if you have a square, so if you get the square reader, okay, which is another quick button on Etsy, you just press a button okay. and you can set awesome. up your square account and okay. order it. Your Etsy shop links to your Square account. So um, you just sync it. You press this button on Etsy and it syncs. And when I pull up my Square app, all of my items are listed. So a little picture of my items and then the item off to the side. So if somebody, so when somebody bought something in person that was already listed in my Etsy shop, I just had to go on my app, click that item, and then it got charged through square, but it counts as a sale on my Etsy store. And it just shows up in my Etsy details as an in-person sale. So I didn't have to worry about the shipping, like taking off the shipping or anything like that. Um, So yeah, so that's another Mm. great feature that it automatically links. And then if you want to use your square reader for things that are not on Etsy, you can still have it linked to your store. And I guess it shows up as a sale, or you can just unsync it. And then just use your square reader as normal, you know, and have it. And then it only takes. And then so, yeah, so it only charges still that 20 cents for Etsy. So it's another feature that just Etsy helps make it easy and streamline it for you to get all of you. You take care of the things that you need to take care of and Etsy takes care of everything else. So, you know, everything's going well. You've got over 135, you know, sales, which is amazing. You are a star seller, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And what is your, what is your vision for next year for 2022 or your dream for this business? What are your thoughts? Like, what do you envision? So I still have the thought of eventually having a storefront, but sometimes I think I need, I think of that because it seems like an easy way um, for storage because right now I have my basement full of shelves and I have my different Mm. items, but I obviously can't ship. I don't, I can't ship huge items, you know, like I've bought some really cool lamps or I have this really cool, um, nightstand, but I can't sell any of that stuff on Etsy. I don't want to ship, you know, big things like that. So sometimes I think a storefront, um, but one of the things that I just thought of today was like, well, maybe eventually I could own like move into a house that had a lot of property. And then I could have like, you know, I envision like, a big cool like storage mm-hmm. garage or mm-hmm. a barn, barn or something like that uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know where um, amazing yeah and so like you can have these like pop-up shop you know shows mm. where people come Events. to your uh-huh. yes and then then everything would already be there and I wouldn't have to transport it because <laughs> that was one thing just packing up all of these items um it, yes. t- it does take a lot yeah um so that is I've thought of that because then I've thought of other little side things. Like if you, if I had land and I had my cool shop and I could have like a, a workshop in the back where I, you know, have my items out that Mm -hmm. I'm working on and making, but then I have my, you know, like area where everything's on Mm -hmm. display and you can kind of curate it and make it Mm -hmm. seem like show how it would be displayed. Um, But then it's like, you know, you could have like um, a big sunflower field you know, where people could pay to come and take pictures mm. in the sunflower field or like a cut garden. Like I was, it made me just really start thinking even more of. Yes. You're so creative. Things. I don't even think. Yeah. About it. And that's, there's because, so many things you could do. Oh my goodness. Cause oh my gosh, people around here, like I, we have the sunflower field and people loved going there and to take mm. all their kids pictures, but then it had, it ended up, you know, closing down. And I thought that's something that everybody loves that if, you know, if you could do it, <laughs> it could right, even be a right. little business because you could just charge a couple of dollars. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it made me start thinking more. Um, so that would be the big thing. I think if I had to say like, what would be some, a little bit, a little bit farther out from now, maybe, maybe getting to the point where I find some other people that enjoy, um, thrift store, you know, shopping, mm-hmm, the thrill of mm-hmm. the hunt. <laughs> um, maybe if I could find a couple of people in like, hire them and say, you know, for them to do more of the shopping. Oh, okay. And then, cause then I could have, I w- that would be an easy way to expand my inventory because I would have people 
going out there and doing the shopping and they could cover more, more thrift stores and more territory. Yes. And then I would have more invent- inventory to post. Cause right now it's just yeah. me going out and doing the shopping, yes. me staging the stuff. Yes. You know? Yes. Well, it's interesting. I, I'm actually surprised by you saying that. I thought for sure you'd probably say you would want to be doing the shopping and you'd want someone else to do something else. And I find that really interesting. So what is your favorite part then of what you do? Is it actually getting it and enhancing it or staging it? Or what is your, you feel like you're... Well, I definitely still, it's definitely still my favorite to do the shopping. Like I love that rush of like finding something. Yes. And digging. Um, Yes. Yes. But I realized like when when I, so my friend and I went to Louisville um, over Thanksgiving break and that's where then like one day we just rested and ate. And um, the next day we went to hit up all these different thrift stores and we had so much fun, but I realized, but then that was like in Louisville, Kentucky. So that's, you know, about an hour and a half or so from my house. But it just made me realize like there's so many thrift stores or so many just different places to cover that I can't do it all myself. So I think that's why I thought, well, I bet you I could find other people to, cause they could even like FaceTime you while they're at the oh, thrift store. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. So you could kind of see, well, it's kind of interesting too, to think that you could get others perspectives that you might not right. have. It might broaden your view of what would be sellable, yeah. you know? So yes. it goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought of that. I mean, obviously I, I need, I would love to get to the point where I could hire something like hire some other people to do certain things that would be um, helpful because it is hard doing everything uh, myself because even just to post something, you have to have your pictures, you have to have your description, you have to have your measurements right. of the item. Then you have to have the measurements of the box and the weight of the box with the items in it that you're going to so that Etsy can determine the shipping cost. And right. So there's a lot of steps that have to, you know, you have to go through to get that posted. Um so I would love to be able to eventually have some people that. Yes. Wouldn't you know, that be nice that, and do all your yes. stuff and run your Etsy store and you would, all you <laughs> had to do is like, like pick it out and approve and then also enhance the ones that you like and then be creative with ideas for staging it or applications of it. I think that's probably right. where your gift is right there. So <laughs> that's so, I love this because I think it makes people realize, hopefully for those of you listening that it doesn't matter what your passion is or what your skill or, you know, as silly as you may think it is, like, it's usually the most obvious thing. It's something that you've been good at, like Jen said, and people would always say stuff to her. And I bet she didn't consider it that big of a deal because we don't do that. When we're good Mm -hmm. at something, we don't really see it. And then people Mm -hmm. keep telling us and you have to pay attention to that. So those of you that are in the idea stage and you're trying to figure out what business you should start or you're toying around with a couple ideas, what are those things that your friends and family have told you you're good at or ask you to do for them? Have they asked you to look for something, find something, prepare something, make something for them. And that's probably, you're probably really close. And I think Jen is just a great example of number one, going forward with what she wanted to do, even though she was scared to death and her life had just changed, you know, taking the steps, like researching, because that's what I heard when you were talking, like you research, you listen to podcasts. That's how you found me. And you got plugged in to a program and you it happened to be my program, which I'm so glad you did. <laughs> but right. But that's the key here is that you need yeah. to get plugged in with something. Right. Then you actually took the step, even though you were scared and you said you didn't have the confidence, you put one thing up on Etsy just to get your store up and didn't realize like this could work. I mean, right. God was giving you a sign like this, <laughs> exactly. this could happen, you know, and now it just is snowballing and you're growing more and more. And I don't hear you saying you're the most confident person or this is the easiest thing. No, this is a struggle. This is hard. This is scary all the time. You always have to be strategic. You have to be looking ahead. But I love that you said that you were starting to think bigger, that you had that being around other people, whether it be me or whoever's in the group, gave you permission to dream. And and I think Mm -hmm. that's what you all need to do today. Give yourself permission to do that. Because when you do that, it's so exciting and it's exhilarating and it gives you energy and you just have to realize there's so many people like you that are scared moving forward with their business. Jen did it. I mean, here she is. She's in the thick of it. She's not making a bazillion dollars. Okay. She just started her business, but she's so happy. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. Even mm-hmm. like when yeah, we record definitely. these podcasts, we're on video and I could just see your face light up when you were talking about that moment, when you turned in your laptop you know, at your job and how happy your vacation was after that. I mean, 
think about it for those of you that feel stuck, that think you're stuck. Realize that you have the power to change your future. You have it. You can decide today, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to take one little step. I'm going to go forward. That's what Jen did. She's a perfect example. Um, Jess, any any other tips on Etsy? Anything else that you want to share with anyone here? Um, Definitely, there's a lot of help out there as far as getting your Etsy store started. Um, Tips. um, I mean, I just love podcasts because I Mm -hmm. put my AirPods in and I can do something else wrong. But you know, like. Even just getting on, you know, Apple Podcasts and searching, you know, Etsy will bring up right. a bunch of different things. Okay. Um, and there's and and even Etsy, it's called Etsy Success. That's okay. run by Etsy, so that's a Perfect. podcast. So I definitely suggest, um, you know, doing your research. Just even starting out with fun things like podcasts or YouTube videos, that you will right. be amazed at how much advice people are willing to just give out there for yeah, free. I agree. Um, you know, cause they want other people to succeed, but they also just want to like, also show like, Hey, I did it. Look at me. I'm successful. And just kind of, that's encouraging also. Yeah, I love um, So yeah. So I think the one thing I just keep being amazed at is that I, I did it. Like I thought it was going to, you know, I thought, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I thought I was just going to fall flat on my face right away or, or what my hang up was, but I think one thing I have learned is you just have to do it, you know, as, as whatever it is that takes you to get over that hump, you just have to kind of get in the right mindset of, I have to at least try this. I have to give Mm -hmm. this a try. And if you set a deadline or set a dollar amount or something, because right now, technically I don't have a ton of money invested in this. So even if it failed, I just had to remind myself, like, you're not investing hundreds of thousands of t- or even right. tens, you know, like, right. You're not, you're not investing that much. Yeah. Right. So if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And then, you know, I can go figure out something else, but I, I had to get to that point of just reassuring myself. Like you're just not going to know until you try it. And right. you you just don't know until you actually get in the thick of it, what all it takes, you know, like you're going to just have to remind yourself, you're going to have to keep learning. It's not like you can learn everything and then do it and do it perfectly. You just kind of have to keep taking those steps along the way. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I agree. Well, I think that's awesome. Jen, you're such an inspiration. And again, her Etsy store is old new next. I have the links below and her Instagram is old new next. And it's got a little period, like a little dot in between each word, old new and next. And she posts some great photos. So you'll have to follow her and see she posted a cute one the other day that I saw that showed all her boxes that she was shipping out after <laughs> was that after Black Friday? I think that was something. Yes, like that? Yeah, yeah. I ran a sale in the Etsy shop and yeah, I got oh, orders from that. Yeah. Do you think that, that really helped like putting the sale did did were did, were you able to contact your clients or to tell them you were running a sale or was just a sale when people found your site they saw it was 20% off? Um, I did put it on Instagram, but I think Etsy was promoting it. And mm. I did realize that Etsy was also um running ads on other podcasts Mm. as far as getting a $10 off code. So I think Etsy was doing a lot to promote, um, black Friday and small business Saturday and all of that stuff. So I think they brought a lot of traffic to Etsy and then they just happened to be searching um, for items. Yeah. Yes. Well, that is awesome. Well, it's just your story to me is so inspiring and super relatable. I know, um, that Mm -hmm. all of you out there can relate. Some of you have been, you know, now on your own, or maybe you were never married and you're just on your own trying to live your dream. Either way you can do this. And I'm just so glad Jen that you are, were here to share with everyone your story so they can see that this is possible and that you don't have to be scared, even though you are but you just don't have to be, you can just still take the steps anyway. So thank you so much, Jen. You've been such a great part of my groups. I'm so happy to have you in the program and just so glad that you were able to come on today. Yes. Thank you. It was very exciting for me and also encouraging, just reminding me of saying all this stuff out loud is a good reminder to myself of that. I did all this in such a short period of time. Oh, that's awesome. It's cathartic, right? It's cathartic when you get to share it and see, you know, I did do this. So yeah, anyways, (laughs) well, best wishes. And I will see you inside grow getters here very soon. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness. How awesome was that with Jen? Thank you so much, Jen, for being on the show again. 
Her Etsy store is Old New Next. The link is below. Her social media is Old New Next as well. She's on Instagram, posts some really cute photos. And I hope you got a lot out of today. I hope you realize that even if you're scared, even if your circumstances are not what you want them to be, that you can still build your business dream. If she can do it, so can you. And I'm just so excited for you because I hope this inspired you and I think it'll make you take steps forward and realize that, yes, you can do this. I want to invite you to work with me. If you've been listening a while and you know you need help with your new business, you can always reach out to me. I do have an application form. If you are interested in one-on-one coaching with me, I can help you work out your one-page business plan. I can help you with making those big, important decisions in your business. I know it's so hard in the beginning because you're just toying around with ideas and you don't know which way to go. I can help you with that. If you need help brainstorming ideas and you're looking into things, maybe you're trying to name something or figure out how to package your goods in terms of pricing and everything like that, please reach out and I can let you know if strategic coaching can help you. Also too, Grow Getters is opening soon, very early 2022. I would love to have you in there. Why? Because I know that it can help you. The biggest mistake that many new business owners make is they never reach out for help. They think they can do it all on their own. And hey, I've been that person too. You do not realize how much time you can save and what strategies you can learn by simply getting help and getting ongoing help, especially during that first year. Y'all, your first year of business is so crucial. I don't want it to be your last year of business. I want it to be the first year of many, many, many to come. I got to run my businesses, my online boutiques, for almost 19 years. Y'all, seriously, you can do this too. So give your business due diligence and make sure you have help, whether it's me or anyone else, that you have ongoing help so that you get feedback on what you're doing, have support, learn strategies, all that good stuff. So check out Grow Getters below. I'd love to have you get to know you and your business. How fun would that be? You can join us. It's a small group. Okay. So anyways, y'all have a great day. Bye now. Now, this episode may be over, but our relationship does not have to end here. Head on over to KimberlyBrock.com. And yes, you can get more valuable information for your journey. And you know what? You don't need to go through this alone. I would love to help you. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye.